Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 61, as the New York Rangers survive Game 5 and go back to Pittsburgh for Game 6, which is going to be an extremely tough game. It's going to be extremely interesting to see what kind of effort we get put uh, we get here for the New York Rangers. And, I, you know, we're recording this right after the game. So emotions are fresh. I am probably not as excited as most fans are. I have my reserved feelings about the New York Rangers, and I'm going to bounce a lot of those frustrations off Andy, and hopefully Andy's in a good enough mood where he doesn't really mind a, a mix of negativity in what should be a very positive night. And it is a positive night. Listen, we won a hockey game against a very good Pittsburgh Penguin team. And with our backs up against the wall, we were able to pull one off at home. And I guess this is why you have home ice advantage, right? Steal one on the road and then coin flip. So here we are, Andy. Uh, how are you doing? And how are you feeling? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm eating my uh, victory chips that I only allow myself if my hockey team wins, which so that's nice. Right. They're very salty and just nice. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, definitely a lot to, to, to unpack and digest from this game. Um, but obviously, you said it. The long story short, the Rangers do live to fight another day. Um, and they will see game six in uh, on the road in Pittsburgh. But there's a lot of intrigue going to this game now. A lot of new factors uh, that we'll get into. Um, and I'll, I'll let you steer the ship on this one, James. So um, you want to talk about the game first and then maybe we can talk about what the ramifications are going or how we feel about it or. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I want to know how you how did you feel going into the game? Because uh, I thought they were going to lose. <laughs> yeah well so did i i and thought i thought they were gonna play i thought they were gonna run around and play stupid hockey and then it was gonna bite them like that it was almost gonna be emotions were gonna run too high and they were gonna try to overhit, and then they were gonna miss assignments and pittsburgh was just gonna kind of weather it and then pot goals on them uh obviously literally 10 15 seconds into the game taking uh <laughs> two double minor penalties at the same time Strom and Truba who are like the two most 
penalize players on the Rangers. Uh, unbelievable. I was like, wow, they're ahead of schedule. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, I, mean? I thought they'd at least make it to the middle of the first period, but, but they kill those. So I was like, all right. And then again, the, the Crosby line absolutely works. The Zibanejad line uh, and Gensel, who's been is in sicko mode right now, um, you know, just in the corner where the, the Penguins have been creating all their offense by just flinging pucks from the corner in front of the, into the slot. <laughs> and it goes off Igor's skate into the net. And I'm like, yep, this is about right. And then obviously, but, you know, overall, the Rangers continue to play out the period. They have a hard time breaking through and getting shots. And I knew it because they didn't want to like, they didn't want to, they want to be more defensive and they were, but you knew that despite the fact that at times you've seen them generate offense this year or this postseason, that they're, this team is so mentally fragile and, and just inexperienced that they were literally like, they can only do, it's like they can't, they can either pat their head or they rub, they can rub their tummy. They can't do both. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, but they play pretty well. And then, but then obviously in the second period, Fox trying to create, they're having a hard t- t- time getting, you know, the Penguins give them a lot of credit. God, they make it hard on the Rangers in the slot, just getting, getting through in sticks. Uh, it seems like the kids are the only ones who can generate chances because they actually just get in there and they work it instead of trying to do everything off the rush or these weird five foot you know, or plus foot gaps that the Criders Banjad Vitrano line tries to do. It's, it's unbelievable, <laughs> but we'll get to that later. That's important. Um, but then obviously Fox is pinching for some offense and then uh, Pittsburgh goes the other way because they on a rush and Malkin to Latang and who sneaks in. And I'm like, yep, this game is over. Like I was going to, I was going to text you. I, I know it wasn't a blowout, but I was like, <sighs> I was like, I should, I should, you know, I should hold on because I was going to text James like, let's just get this out of this podcast over so I can go to bed. <laughs> I don't have to rec- see a miserable game and then record a podcast, you know, into the wee hours and just be miserable. Uh, but again, you know, they finally get one off of Fox who. Who, you know, it's, it, I know it looks like it's been up and down this series for him, but it, he, I think he's mostly been up. He's just. He's getting a lot of minutes because they can't really trust anyone who's not him or Keandre Miller right now. Um, and he finally pots one and then the floodgates open. The Rangers miraculously find their confidence and their ability to use their speed and start playing and not just reading and reacting and trying to force things. And they just play and they just forecheck. <laughs> Lo and behold. And then the kid line continues to be a revelation. They they take over Kako. And, you know, obviously what you love to see as a Rangers fan behind the net, Kako to saw you know makes a beautiful pass to Lafreniere who is Johnny on the spot as he usually is just knowing when to get there and it's tie game and then the Rangers have another shift and Truba who again I think has mostly been I don't want to say I don't think he's been bad I just don't think he's been good either he's literally just kind of treaded water uh you know credit to him makes a nice offensive play and the Rangers are up and I'm like you know what say what you will but this team, man, and what happens? Pittsburgh literally goes the other way. Igor uh, Zibanejad, I don't know what he's doing. He, he looks like dog shit this entire series, and he's still him, Panera, and Igor, who is literally shook, which is something we're going to have to talk about, too. Yes. Uh, fumbles a puck, which is his best skill, gives a puck away, then the Rangers are on their heels. Zibanejad, who hasn't been able to, to tie anyone up or do anything or just gets out muscled all over the ice, just kind of floats around and lets players, and then 
it gets back to Jake Gensel, who I, again, this kid, you know, so fucking annoying, but he's such a smart hockey player and just knows when to do these little fly buzz the tower and then just jumps on a loose puck. And that's all it is. It's just these dumb turnovers. And then they throw it into the slot and he just arrives right on time. No one clocks him. No one ever catch picks a stick up and it's insane. And it just happens over and over and over again. And it's always Savannah Jed and one of Braun or Nemeth. It's just, it's, it's, it's insulting. It's really sick. It really is. Um, but although that might have been Miller on that ship, but again, that was that was that was on Igor, who literally looks like he's seen a ghost every time the camera pans to him. You know what I mean? So he's his confidence is shook. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if the Carter hit really rocked him. If he's got a lingering issue, that's that he doesn't feel. Comfortable. I don't think so, because he does make great great saves. He does, you know, he does extend himself. He, it's not like it's not like he's favoring a side or you know it, it just. It's mental. It's it's a thousand percent mental. I don't think he's fighting anything physical. Uh, you know, it was nice to have the garden, you know, chance behind him and and kind of show him support, and that was great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, dude, that's a simple play. Just up either behind the net, or it's got to be up the boards. You cannot. And I know what he was doing. He was trying to feed and lead the player. And break out of the zone, but it's like not nah, this. Is, we do not have the players to do that. If that's Sidney Crosby, and yeah, he might expect that, but you do not do not do that to any of the players on the Rangers. There's nobody good enough that can that can do that. Certainly not good enough during the playoffs to uh, be making a play like that. And honestly, it cost them. And and you know that kind of you know I was feeling good. I I was starting to feel good when it was 3-2. I'm like, "You know what? Fuck. This team is battling. I'll I'll give them credit where credit is due." And then they gave up that goal and I'm like, "Forget it. I'm not I'm not. There's no way I can feel good about this team from here on out." Like it, it just you know, the fact that they won this game is it's it's almost exhausting, Andy. And I I, I hate to even say it, but they they broke me last game. They they did. They they broke my shell and I'm oozing everywhere. And it's just, I don't know what to think of this team. And right now it's just negative. And I can't even enjoy this win because it drives me crazy that I still don't trust it. They're just going to get blown out in Pittsburgh. Like there's certain aspects of this game where you're like just scratching your head. And it's, it's from Gallant all the way to Igor. And, you know, no, uh, so let's. I'm going to start with Gallant, and I'm going to I'm going to get as much negative out of the way because we did win the game, and I understand that. And you know, Ranger fans want to fucking you know be rah rah. Listen to this podcast. So I'm going to get the negative out of the way. Number right. one, Gallant. Gallant has been below par in, in, in my eyes with this team. Some of the you know, listen. I understand Lindgren's back. Like, okay, great. That's fine. Nemeth was limited. Great. You did that. That That's perfect. I understand dressing him. Completely understand it. Power play. Why the fuck do we, and like, I'm, this is how emotional I'm getting. Why in God's name do we send out the same group over and over and over and over again when they accomplish nothing? Mika is a ghost. Kreider, ghost. Panarin. Ghost, you know, it, it. Strom is brutal. He's not even a ghost because he's there. I see him and he stinks on the power play. Get that group off the ice. Reward the younger kids. Re, you know, give Fox a rest. 
because it's Fox quarterbacking it to absolutely nobody. And all we do is lose momentum on the power play. And he puts out the kids for the last 10 seconds of it. It's like, do you not coach the game live? Is it like every decision is set in stone and that's it? You can't possibly change it? It's like, come on, man. These kids are having, these, the, these kids are your best line all series long. It's their best game, I think, as a group. Where And they got you back into this game. And you can't even give them a power play. Let them start, even if they kind of shit the bed for the first minute. All right, pull them off, get the, get the other guys back on. I understand, you know, they're passing it around the perimeter of the zone, but they're not creating anything. Like, Heedle's the one that scored the power play goal, and he just got a loose puck and fired it on net. Simple as that. If that was Panarin, Strom, Mika, they would have tried some behind-the-back stupid play to absolutely nobody, and it would have been chipped out out of the zone. And I'm I'm just sick. I'm sick of I'm sick of Mika. I'm sick of Panarin, and I'm sick of Kreider, just hogging up all the power play time, and they don't deserve it. None of them deserve it. They barely deserve the five on five time because they don't really do much. And like I feel bad because Panarin, you know, had such an amazing season, and he's such an amazing player, and has earned every single dollar of his salary. But it's like you're gonna have to grow a set. And battle along the boards and, you know, be a little bit more dynamic. I hate to say it, Panarin needs to kind of play like Kako along the boards. <laughs> like, you know, defend and spin off your opponents. Do something. It, it can't be just, and then you lollygag around. I'll have to say, Panarin was okay defensive-wise. He was getting back and, 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 and stuff like that. Mika, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you anything about him. Because I, I, you could have told me he didn't play and I would have believed it. Um, and then, and then Kreider, this big, bad 50 goal scorer, you know, ca- future captain of the Rangers. Did he play today? I don't, I don't even know if he played four on one and, you know, he firing a missile into the Ming's glove. It's like, come on. Like we're, 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 lo- we're beating ourselves this series. I truly believe it. Like I'll give all the credit to Pittsburgh. They're playing very good hockey. They're playing playoff hockey, but they're making a joke of us because we're beating ourselves and it starts at the top. It starts with these guys that are making all this money. You know, it just, it's, it drives me bonkers that this is, this is what we have to do still, you know, with this group, we still have to put our backs up against the wall and climb back into the series. And I'm done. I, I, I did that for a decade with, with Hank. I'm not doing it with Igor, and I'm not doing it with this team. So, as far as I'm concerned, I, 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 I'm, I hate to say this, Andy, but you, you're not going to get an excite, exciting James out of with this with this series. I'm done. If they win the series, I'll be back. But <laughs> until then, I, I am fully negative as if the season has ended. Oh, so, I mean, so I, I'm done. I'm oh. done with the negativity. I will be happy. <laughs> I will put on an act for the rest of the podcast. Okay. Um, I'm sweating right now. This is how like aggravate, and it means so much to me, Andy. I you know this. Does. You know this team means so much to me. It's literally the, one of the most important things that are not family and friends related. Yeah. So, all right, go well, ahead. I, so, I, I think for me, and I said, mentioned this the last podcast that if nothing else, I saw this series as a building block of some sort. Doesn't mean you have to win, but you have to be able to build off of it for future success, right? Obviously, the way it was going, I was like, this team is 
effed. <laughs> you know, this is will Igor. This might have been Igor this season. He was at the peak of his powers. He has an incredible game one and two. Uh, and the Rangers broke him and he was shook. And unlike Hank, you know, and all and, and in fairness, I will say, obviously, people have rightly pointed out that in Henrik Lundqvist's first uh, playoff appearance for the Rangers his first year, he got he's he was awful and got blown out. And Igor made more saves in the first two games than he made the entire series. So true. That's yeah. Listen, which is a good point. But I'm just going to say, like you said, all that negativity surrounding literally the inability of the core to lead this team um, was shocking to me. And, you know, offensive and sad and scary because it's like, fuck, like this team is fun. However, a light in the darkness, the kid line went from not only just being the lone bright spot to literally saving the game. They saved this game. They were the only line that could generate anything. They get a clutch goal after the basically because the the Fox one was just whatever it was. He was able to pick a corner through traffic, which was listen good on Fox. And listen, I count him with the kids because he's a younger guy. I agree. I agree. I I don't think Fox has been bad at all. I think no. I think he's he's, been he's been the circumstances of the team. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got what two goals in the series. Or no, he's got three goals a series, and he's got points in consecutive games. So Five he's putting up points, games. and he's creating offense. So you can't complain about he. And just the kid line, again, no matter what line they were up against, they were working them because they were, you know, and, you know, you're obviously happy for Philip Heedle, uh, which is, you know, it's very funny. And But the thing is, it's such a funny thing that, like, it's a broken play, but the only reason it's a broken play because Lafreniere competes for a 50-50 puck and gets his foot in into the the battle and was the player Pittsburgh players trying to kind of sweep it away. It just kind of ricochets off Lafreniere's foot because he's creating a battle and it goes right back to the who doesn't hesitate, doesn't try to make a dumb, fancy move. And he just wings it on, you know, blindly on the net, which sometimes you need an element of chaos or randomness. And it flies past Domingue, who was surprised by it. And, you know, all, and I mean, obviously that Kako pass behind the net was beautiful, especially with, as when the dying seconds of the game, Kako working, you know, just holding onto the puck behind the net. Yeah. In two years, you will not be able to get the puck away from him. He's not quite there yet, but he's clearly, that's the stuff we saw out of him in the Liga. And now you're finally starting to see it in a playoff game, you know, with the Rangers. It's just, we've seen it at times, but his big thing is that he's trying to slowly figure out how do I, I can like rag the puck and keep guys off my back, but then I just have to be able to somehow do something with it after. And that's the final piece of the puzzle for him. And then he'll be unstoppable. And he hasn't unlocked that yet. But if this is like a video game, he's gaining XP every time he does this. And then at a certain level, he will level up and then be able to like, oh, um, you know, I can send this back to the point. Or if I, you know, if I throw a a drop a shoulder here, then I can finally cut to the net or whatever. But he'll figure that out. But yeah, the kids literally saved this game. That's the only reason it wasn't. It was the kids, right? And again, Miller will have his ups and downs as the whole team has defensively, but he was a force again this game, picking off passes, making stuff happen offensively, you know, getting into it with Crosby, not backing down, getting more physical. That's, and I think that is the aspect of this game that actually like makes me smile is that they led the kids legitimately led the way. Cause you can't say the vets did anything. You can maybe say Truba if you count him a vet, uh, you know, he, he scores the goal, and then obviously he has the what we're going to also have to talk about, you know, uh, the physicality on the the hit on Crosby that, that sent him out of the game. Um, but yeah, the vets did did jack 
jack shit. This was all the kids. Uh, Gallant really didn't do much of anything. He has been horrible in terms of making adjustments. Sullivan has this team figured out like an open book. And but yeah, look, thank God for the kids. So if anything else, the, the at least the, you could tell the future is a bit brighter than fans would have thought. And man, Lafreniere is a gamer, continues to lead the, the team in shots on goal every game. You know, he gets chances. He's smart with the puck when he has it. You know, and obviously I feel bad. He was late getting back on the bat. He tried to his damnedest to stop that back check. He was the only one. He got on his horse and he was late, you know, sliding to the this this two nothing goal for for the pens. But you could tell he gives a shit and he tried. You know what I mean? I I agree. And that's and, you know, that's literally half the battle with this team. Yeah, and I'll say this too. You have to give Ryan Lindgren his flowers this game. I what you yes. know, again, I think there's Ryan, I <sighs> You know, I I think my it's not even a problem. I I I love Ryan Lindgren as a as the player he is. He's a warrior. It's not his fault. He's only five ten or whatever it is. You know, it's not his fault. He only weighs one hundred and eighty five pounds or one ninety, whatever he weighs. You know, I wish he was more stout because you know he's just gonna his body's gonna break down over time. But you could see how much this team clearly missed him, and he went to the locker room at some point. Where he, they're injecting something into it, a wrist or an ankle or a something. You know what I mean? For him to keep going to the locker room and coming back, he's getting some sort of treatment done. It's going to be amazing to find out what it was. If he's got like a broken bone in his foot and he's playing the way he's playing. So I was really happy for him to get the empty netter. You know, it was, uh, it was just a weird play. Um, but, you know, obviously it does, doesn't go in if Gensel's able to get, knock it down. But if anything, he almost just knocks it back into his own net but Lindgren deserved that you know what I mean he he battled this game and you could tell he's definitely a lot of pain but he he literally blocked a shot in his, on, on his first shift you know coming back so it tells you everything you need to know about Ryan Lindgren so he definitely deserved praise for this um and again this is exactly why you have deserve, him. yeah and the vets deserve absolutely nothing I cannot stress that enough Zabanajad, Kreider Panarin, Panarin I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, and I know this is going to sound sacrilegious. I think uh, Strom has actually been one of the better vets, which is kind of scary to say because he takes dumb penalties all the time because he's Ryan Strom. But he's actually created consistent offense and gets consistent shots. Uh, you know. I just Panarin's body language is such shit right now. When he's bobbling passes, he usually doesn't bobble. I don't know if he's having a, a confidence of a crisis of confidence because his brand of his of kung fu is not working in the playoffs the way he he wants it to. So Gallant probably told him you have to play straightforward hockey, and he hates playing that type of hockey. I don't. And this is another podcast. I'm not going to waste our time on this. But just philosophically, I think there is a way for Bread to make the, the plays he wants to make. And play that style of hockey, but it's just when when the way it's going, it's just use use your skill to to freeze guys, not trying to just always do the same. That's the thing. Penguins make adjustments, and they've learned to key in on the trailers and stuff. And it's it's limiting his options, you know. And Panarin, who's usually pretty adept at missing at like dodging contact and hits, has he has been unable to to do- avoid contact this series, and that concerns me. But again, we live to fight another day. The kids are the only reason the Rangers are moving on to to Pittsburgh for game six. Uh, it's nice to say 
The Rangers didn't get swept, and it's nice to say that we're at least able to win two games. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. We do have to talk about the elephant in the room is that that Truba hit on Crosby. Crosby not returning. He's getting evaluated right now, apparently, per Sullivan. Uh, he thinks it's dirty. <laughs> Sullivan, I saw it. I'm obviously I'm home, I'm a Rangers fan. So I guess everything I need to be take has to have a giant asterisk and a grain of salt. It was a it looked a bit. I don't know. I mean, it, it was literally a, it's hard to suss out, I think. I, I mean, I know Truba was trying to punish him. I know that, you know, I don't think he wants to. He wants to sit or miss time. I don't think he's like, I'm going to take Sidney Crosby out and take myself out of the series. But he was trying to punish him. And, you know, he hit him high shoulder, possibly head contact. So Crosby's going to evaluate and, you know, he's got uh, concussion issues. So, I mean, yeah, it, you don't want to see as I Sidney Crosby has been brilliant this series. If he's in this game, the rest of the whole game, maybe the Rangers don't win. So, yeah, it's 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 obviously it feels scummy to say, oh, they they caught a break, a lucky break, because it's not. It's I mean, it's, they it's did. Hard. No, listen, we had fucking ton of injuries. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Gaudreau Gaudreau broke his foot or ankle, or whatever. Yeah. Like that sucks, but listen, if you're a Penguin fan, you got to be thrilled that the Rangers lost one of their key players. And and listen, I, I'm not, th- I'm not, I I don't care really. You know, I, I don't want Crosby to suffer brain damage and and you know have this be a long term thing where it starts to affect them outside of hockey. But at the same time, you're talking about the guy who's absolutely been friggin' killing us. It was yes, it was a pleasant. Uh, it was a pleasant game, uh, to say the least, that he was out uh, less stressful on me uh, just because of what that guy's able to do. And, you know, it just and, and it's crazy that they have Malkin just ready to step up and all right, we'll put him with the Getzel Getzel line and they get a, a goal their first shift together after they took, I think, Carter off. Um, yeah. They knew they just needed a little bit more of a punch there. And it worked. It worked, but it didn't work in the third. Um, yeah, listen, man, injuries happen. It's, it's one of those things where that, that's the type of shit that happens in the playoffs. I truthfully did not think it was completely dirty. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where, listen, you, you, you hit, you know, Truba hits to hit you, you know, he's not looking just to make contact. He does. He wants to pop you. 
And he's not a dirty player. He doesn't have a habit of, of making dirty hits, although some people, you know, get up in arms over the, the, the bigger pops that he's had all season long. But that's what he does. And Crosby kind of had his head down and w- wasn't really paying attention. And, th- and that's kind of what happened. So, um, you know, MSG, I have to look at it again. I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, be, you know, definite with my answer of whether or not it was dirty. I need to, MSG, heaven forbid, shows absolutely no replays that are meaningful. They just show rant. Random ones that just I, I shake my head sometimes. Um, you know, one of the other things I kind of wanted to talk about, Andy. Uh, you know, I I didn't. Well, number one, I didn't get a chance to really, you know, flaunt over Lindgren. He again, a difference maker. I I think the kid line, Lindgren being back, uh, are the probably the two biggest takeaways from this game. You know, here's a. a, a a little bit of positivity. It's it's tough for me to even say this. If the Rangers just want to be competitive next game, they need the they need Lindgren in the lineup. I don't care if you dress six defensemen again. He needs to be in the lineup. Yeah. Well, well here's a problem. Or I mean, seven defensemen. Well, based on what we were just talking about, do you think there's a chance that Jacob Truba might not be available for this game or for the rest of the series? God, I didn't even really think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I... It wasn't even a penalty on the ice. Yeah, but it's Sidney Crosby. It's one I of the best players in the league. I know it shouldn't have a bearing on what happens. I think, well, the thing is, though, I, I do think Crosby is going to come back. I, I, I do. I, I think that you held them out. You don't need to win this game um, after his history. I think they're just be, trying to be safe um, and not and not have. Is there any word on, on the obviously, I guess he's going to probably be listed as day today. but. Yeah, I mean, listen. If Truba, if Truba's out next game, we're, I mean, we're toast. That they just gave the series to Pittsburgh. Um, again, I got to see the replay. Um, is it on Twitter? It was like, all right. Well, let's talk about something else while I try to kind of find this. I, I don't want to be totally distracted. No, here, it's but. tough. It, it's 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 definitely it's border. I, in my opinion, I think it's borderline. And well, then it's if it's borderline, they're going to suspend them five games. Without him, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. No, I know, and that's my. I know, I don't know if Rangers fans want to hear that from me, but I'm just saying. I and again, I think you know you have to know that a guy does not want to get himself suspended from a series. But yeah, he was trying to to bury Crosby there, and he either miscalculated what Crosby was going to go for a poke check really quick at the last minute. But the onus is on the hitter in this day and age. So, again, I don't want to hear it from other Rangers fans about being like, oh, well, it wasn't like, you know, whatever. Like, he's clearly like, yeah, I'm not saying true like wanted to, but that's what ended up happening. You have to talk about what happened, not what he wanted to do or what he intended to do. It has I, no fucking bearing on whether or not a penalty should be It's called. a bad it's, angle that I'm looking at right now. I, I don't see how you suspend a player for doing it. His, his both skates remain on the ice. Yeah. And again, uh, but I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not saying he is going to get suspended. I'm just saying it's, it's real close. And I, I do think it shouldn't have a bearing. It should be no matter what it is. And but it kind of looks the like the fact that it's Sidney, the fact that it's Sidney Crosby, I think will have a, a guy who has had concussion issues in the past, I think will have a big bearing on this. And I'm, I, I think no matter who it is, I'm, it should just be letter of the law and who it, but that's just my opinion. I think. So we'll see. I mean, a couple again, things, like, Andy. Yeah, a couple things. I'm watching the hit right now. I have a pretty decent angle. Number one, Crosby gets up. 
immediately. Right. So yeah. it's not like he got knocked out. He literally, I don't even think, I don't, I, I, he was almost making a play towards the puck before he even hits the ground. Yeah. Uh, number two, he had possession of the puck literally a split second before uh, contact is made with his stick. And uh, I'd say number three, you know, Truba almost looked like he ho- holds up and kind of twists with Crosby. I, d- I don't know. Me saying this, though, pretty much locks in that this is going to be a five-game suspension. I can't believe you. this is what you threw into my head before I have to go to sleep. Now I'm going to be stressing out on whether or not Truba's <laughs> going to be here for the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, I mean, um, it is what it is. Yeah, and, you know, so be honest with me. What are your thoughts going into next game? <sighs> Man. You know, it's weird because obviously not having Crosby there does create, if he's not able to play, does benefit the Rangers, obviously, does, and it can create a seed of doubt in Pittsburgh's head. Um, they're not going to roll over, though, and I hope, honestly, it's, it's Igor. Well, no, I shouldn't say that because Igor was amazing early in the series, and the Rangers literally they weren't able to win because the Rangers, the team from was shit. But I I think if you're Gallant, you finally make sure the kids have more than, you know, obviously tonight they got more ice time, but, you know, why it, it took this long when everyone with eyes could see that they were the, one of the only effective lines the Rangers had, you know. And at times, I'm seeing Ryan Reeves was skating with them. So now they won this game. So Gallant's going to think, oh, we got to play Ryan Reeves more because he loves Revo. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, you summed it up perfectly. This team creates most of their own problems. And for some of them, it's some of the younger defensemen is probably inexperience. For some of the old guys, the old D-men, it's because they suck. For some of the vets, it's, I don't know, they're either hurt or scared or some combination of both or they're just, they're mentally fractured because it's not going the, their way and they're supposed to be, and they're like we're supposed to be the leaders and they're too busy worrying about how that reflects on them and, and as opposed to just saying i should just make sure i'm effective on the ice i mean you have to score goals who gives a shit let the kids score the goals just play competitive hard winning hockey you know what i mean but again uh but yeah i mean like i said they they the the light there there's a little crack in the door and it's there. It's not strong. Who knows if, if Ricard Raquel is going to come back or hell, even Juxtras and Jari. But there is a there is the ever lit this little sliver of right light. And this is this is there are some talented people because imagine what this team would look like if the kids are going and the vets finally start going. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. Yeah, uh, listen, they could be they could be a series changer if they just get a hot if they get hot. And we're talking about two yeah. games here. Uh, Vetrano got another point tonight, by the way. And again, he's not a perfect player, but because he competes, he ends up eventually lucky. He competes enough on a nightly basis that something happens and it, it's a broken play, a turnover, whatever, and he's in a good spot to either make a pass or get a, a, a stick on a puck or whatever or get it to a guy who takes a shot and it, or he takes a shot himself. So... And the rest of the team needs to do that. There, Vitrano should not be the best player on the Zabana Jad Kreider line this series. You no, know he I mean? was the third, fourth line player with the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I mean, he should not be our, the best player ridiculous. on our top line. It's ridiculous. And, you know, man, I mean, I think 
and listen, even if the Rangers win this series, and I've said this before, uh, and it's becoming a problem because he's so up and down. But Mika Zibanejad, man, like I love the guy. He's one of my favorite Rangers, but I can't not admit that he has been a bit. He's been a bit of a shrinking violet in big moments, and it's, it kind of fucking bothers me, which is sucks because I love. He's literally my favorite Ranger. And I, he's a guy I was hoping would be a Ranger one day when he was on Ottawa, just because I just thought he was cool with the bucket and the shot and all the, you know. But, yeah, I mean, listen, I am happy the Rangers at least didn't only end up winning one game. So even if they get rolled in Pittsburgh and they lose, at least they won two games. So you could say, uh, you know, whatever. But the, you know, the postmortem on this series is going to be fascinating. I would, I would love to be a fly on the wall when Drury and, and the front office kind of, you know, go through the, the, the series with a fine tooth comb. Uh, and listen, I mean, you know, is, he's done a lot of good, but he all, they also thought giving, you know, they didn't play Nemeth tonight and, and they won. So lo and behold, uh, he's been a big problem this series. And, you know, just for whatever reason, Drury thought that would be a good move for this team. And it was absolutely not. But hey, it's also on Gallant for playing him so much, even though he's, you know, he stinks. So, yeah, I yeah, I mean, I expect them to lose, James, if I'm being honest. I, I would love to be a fan who is like and I'm sure the people listening are like, I can't believe I listen to this podcast. You know, uh, I, I think I know. Like, can they win? Yeah. But I'm just saying, I mean, I don't think they can. I Can I the kids? I just feel like they are too as awesome as they are i just think they're too young to do this two games in a row especially not having home ice advantage and the crowd to help them out i you need the the vets and they're just i they've done nothing this series to to make me feel like they can make a difference they've gotten worse and worse they were honestly everyone kind of looked everyone looked amazing in the first period of the first game and i was like the rangers are, are gonna win every game and then they literally just it's Injury, you know, you can say it's injuries, but you could just their confidence. But the good thing is this this series has, has at least mentally lingered long enough that I think a lot of the vets are now realizing what playoff hockey actually is. You know, guys Isn't who it? haven't had a lot of experience. Mika Zibanejad hasn't, you know, obviously the Rangers had that series forever ago with the Ottawa Senators um, and then the Canadians before that. But that that didn't really have a very big playoff type feel. I have to say, watching it, um, but this game does, especially being a driver on a on a cup team. So uh, it's almost like this was as good of an ex- you know experience for the 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 core the, the the vet core as it was for the um, you know for the young guys. So yeah, I mean, listen. All, all I gotta say is that you know the, uh, Mika's first year with the New York Rangers. You want to talk about playoff experience? He had twelve playoff games. The New York Rangers, he had two goals and seven assists for nine points. Pretty good, I'll take it. Uh, he played in 14-15 with the Ottawa Senators. He had six games played. He had a goal and three assists. Six, you know, six games played, four points. Not bad. His uh, first full season with Ottawa, uh, he's kind of going up and down. Yeah, but his first real full season with Ottawa, he split with Binghamton and Ottawa. Uh, ten playoff games, one goal, three assists for four points. Not bad. Comes to the New York Rangers. A couple of years ago in the bubble, he had a goal and an assist. Three games. Not 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 awful, but we played that bad. Uh, here, he's got five games played, 
and he's got four assists, but they were the quietest four assists I've ever, ever seen in my entire life. Uh, and listen, we had two games where we put up five goals and we won. And, you know, I had, I used to always have a motto that, you know, the playoffs are a race to three goals and then whoever can score three goals first is probably going to win the game. New York Rangers did that tonight and they won the game. Now, it seems like this series is almost a race to five goals. If you can score five goals before the other team, you're probably going to win the game. But, you know, I, I think, you know, for the New York Rangers, it's, it's almost just get out of your own way and just compete. And I, I, I'm beyond us winning this series. I'm beyond us winning the next game. I was beyond us winning really this game tonight. I just wanted to see a compete level. I wanted to see some competence. I just wanted to see the stuff that was like, it's a no-brainer decision, right? You know, all of our star players are struggling on the power play. We have a young gun line that is keeping us in this hockey game. You know what? I'll reward them. You know, that's coaching 101. That didn't happen. You know, uh, you know I, I just didn't really see any fight out of our star players. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, I know this is like a, probably like an overreaction, but there's got to be a discussion with Drury and, you know, just management in general and saying, you know, is it really worth putting letters on these guys' jerseys after this playoff series? And it's just, there's zero compete level. There's just, I just don't see them competing. And, you know, thank God, you know, kind of Fox has had the series he's had. Thank God the kid line has really stepped up because they almost saved themselves. You know, Lafreniere and Kako, a lot of pressure on those guys to be great New York Rangers. And I, I hope and I pray that the New York Ranger community kind of sees what they've done this playoff series. And it's like, you know what? If you're going to play mediocre hockey and then play this way in the playoffs, I can almost deal with it. And I know you're not going to be, you know, score a million points, but, you know, playing in the playoffs is tough. And they're doing this well against the very good Pittsburgh Penguin team. You know, there's a lot there's a lot to be proud of there. And, you know, this is my biggest positive takeaway from this series and this game, because I do believe we are going to get our the doors blown off next game. And I don't want to go back to being negative so i'm just gonna you know kind of just talk about the kids now the, in my eyes lafreniere should be the ca eventual captain i love fox but i just don't think he's got that crazy personality that i think new yorkers really want to see he's kind he's a perfect assistant captain he is the brian leach to mark messier um not that you know lafreniere is messier but i think he's got that spark plug and that energy that new york really needs and, you know, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, if Kako can stay healthy and this is the type of play that we have, you know, maybe he'll get to play more than 12 minutes um, next game. So I don't really have anything else other than I really don't trust. I don't I don't trust this group after a whole season of trusting them. So my heart hurts. I this, this, my fandom shell has broken. Uh, I have no expectations. I am like everyone else going to watch that game and i i don't know what to expect i'm not expecting much but all i know is that they can't hurt me because essentially i have my guard up and it's i'm already broken as a new york rangers fan um yeah i mean 
I'm, I don't think I'm in the spot where you are. Again, I, for me, this has just been a building block. So it's, it's obviously really disheartening that, again, the, the vets on this team are, <laughs> are acquitting themselves the way they are. But I, at least if the kids, the, you can definitely see the, the experience the kids are getting is so valuable. Because if they can are starting to perform this way at 21 years old, 22 years old um, in the pressure cooker, that is the playoffs, then there's hope for this team in the future, uh, which is good. That's all I really ever care about. I just wanted to know that this team can can get to that next level somehow. Um, unfortunately, it's looking like some of the usual suspects on this team are not part of that solution. but. You know, it's better to find that out uh, in a in the first round of a playoffs in the, when a team is young than in the the Eastern Conference or Cup Final. <laughs> you know that it's like of a yeah a, a game where they actually have a chance to win. So, uh, but yeah, and listen, I mean, Gallant has been bad this series. He's not an X's and O's guy, unfortunately. And if you're not going to be an X's and O's guys, you have to have a team. That's filled with every coach's favorite responsible player. Like he he did the first year, he was the head coach of the um, the Golden Knights, and they went to the Cup final. But he doesn't have that. He's got vets that want to play East West hockey uh, and have put up you know big points in the regular season, and he's got to rein them in and get them to play more direct hockey. And he's got to at the same time teach kids how to defend. And even though they're they give up you know, a few feet and, you know, 30 pounds to the opposition at times. And it's tough, but he, you know, that there's no excuse for that. It doesn't matter. You're in the playoffs. The time for excuses is over. So he has been worked by Sullivan, who's just has a vet team and is making excellent adjustments and picking the Rangers apart. But again, I will give this Rangers team credit, especially the kids, mostly the kids. Um, They needed, it was a must win game. And, by hook or by crook, they'll say they they won. They figured it out, you know, and with Igor looking like a ghost. So there's enough proof of concept that this team can play winning hockey in spurts. It's just they literally cannot sustain it for a full game or full period, you know. Uh, but, you know, you have to at least hope they can build on this because I think the only thing that's going to kind of pull me into having more belief in at least the 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 leaders on this team again is if they can come up with a better overall defensive you can give up i don't care about giving up goals you can't give up seven goals but you can give up two goals i get it but you know win the next game four to two if you have to just you know um but yeah uh i'm choosing to to enjoy this win based solely on the fact that it showed that uh, Lafreniere is a gamer. Kako is uh, a monster in the making, and Heedle, uh, where so many people have written him off, is finding ways to finally turn the corner on some of you know his biggest detractors. So the kids got it done. This victory is for the kids. Um, hopefully the next time we you hear us, it's the Rangers are still alive. We'll see. Um, but... Yeah, a uh, big tilt coming up on uh, Friday night, and the Rangers live to fight another day. 
Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.